0: Hey, guys, welcome back to the Yolk Christian podcast. My name is Jared Montana. And as always, I'm here with my co host, Codus Rawlings. What's up, dude?
1: What's the we're in person?
0: We You're are right here. We are in person. This is our first video where mm-hmm. we're looking across at each other. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's, it's an interesting dynamic.
1: I like this a lot more. Like, yeah. it feels more like a conversation. It does. Plus, I don't know, it feels comfy. Like get some coffee, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. If it's it nice. wasn't inside my house, maybe a cigar too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting conversation we can add to the, yeah. the yolk repertoire soon. Yeah. But,
1: connoisseurs, uh, you know. <laughs> no, not really. Uh,
0: sorry, when you said connoisseurs, that's the right word. I was just Is thinking it? of dinosaurs for some reason.
1: We're a con- uh, carnivore. Carnivore. Roar!
0: <laughs> yeah, um... But yeah so today's episode we're going to be diving into colossians chapter two we're going to continue the series on colossians it's a lovely book we both it, oh it is yeah
1: it is. i love yeah. it so, so much.
0: yeah you went through and you, you finished reading it all right
1: yeah, yeah i was so i was at work today mm-hmm. and it was like an hour drive we were far away again today mm-hmm. and so i was like all right might as well i got nothing else to do so let's read the bible um i'm getting better at that which is good it's good so
0: yeah that was awesome yeah you sent me a text today once
1: you because so you kind of messaged me. People don't know you messaged okay, me. Okay, So, yeah, so let's,
0: like, let's talk about that, and you can
1: smack me if you will. And it is
0: a little bit. Sorry. Not so sorry.
1: pretty much, Jared texted me, and long story short, um, it humbled me in a way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, I I re-listened to the last mm-hmm. podcast, and I was like, "Hey, dude, this yeah. kind of sounded weird."
1: It, I definitely did say some stuff that sounded very prideful, and so which I'm glad I did because in a way that made you text me mm-hmm. and which made me kind of see things a little differently. And it kind of humbled me and yeah. And so I guess one thing I do want everyone to know is like, Jared kind of told me this, but you can either say, Oh, I don't want to read my Bible. I'm too lazy. Or you can humble yourself mm-hmm. and just do it. Like, very true. And, and I said something about like, Oh, I love making TikToks; so That makes me feel close to God. But what I should have said was, I love reading the word so I can make TikToks to share the word of God. Mm. Uh, you know, right. does that make sense? Like I follow. my mindset was completely off and completely mm. wrong. Mm-hmm. But when you guys don't feel like reading your Bible, humble yourself and read your Bible anyway. Mm. Like it's easy to do and it's easy not to do.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So
1: humble yourself.
0: Yeah, I, I think what you just did shows a huge improvement of humility as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, uh, absolutely. And like, what are you, what are you just talking about um, in regards to humbling yourself? Like, mm-hmm. when the reason we don't read our word is ultimately because we we value our time, whether yeah, you know, or whatever we want to do more than we do our relationship with God, and that's what it really boils down to. Mm-hmm. And so, to sum up that that uh, that thought process, and one word it is pride. Ultimately, what it boils down to. Yeah. Um, and so what I messaged him was like, Hey dude, I'm only saying this. Cause I've been in your shoes literally a few months ago. Um, and so that's, that's where the humility has to come into play. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, great, great job working on that. And when you sent me that verse from Ephesians today, that's where it was at. Right. The, uh, the dirty language the slander stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, good, good CODIS, go Codis." Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Let's read the word.
0: There you go. So yeah, that works. Yeah. That, that is one thing that i really enjoyed about my my past life as a uh, working as an ent on an ambulance yeah was literally on these you know one two three four hour rides when we're transferring patients to you know, across the state mm-hmm. um i would just be in the back and you know that uh, the patient was always stable when we had these long transports so like i'd be in the captain's chair and i would just like i remember reading the book of hosea one night um of course i did my my, my job I, I checked every 15 minutes on vitals and stuff but um, it, it's definitely a pro um, when you're on the road a lot and you're not driving or something like that, you know?
1: Yeah. So during that drive-to, I read the whole book of, uh, what's after her backache? The Zeb- Zebediah? Zef-
0: Zephaniah? Zephaniah. Maybe? I think so.
1: Very, let's fight kind of yeah, book. Like, yeah. it's, it, yeah. you're going gonna, to gonna be judged and you better be ready for it. Mm. Like, it's about mm-hmm. to go down.
0: It is. It's a uh, apocalyptic book.
1: Yeah. It yeah, is. it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're here to talk about the book of yeah. Colossians. <laughs> Yeah, so
0: colossians colossians so uh, i'm gonna keep keep saying that uh, yeah but yeah just to, just to recap if you skipped the last episode we are talking about colossians and again mm-hmm. um this is if i remember right it's a prison epistle um mm-hmm. and so paul wrote it while he was in prison and he's writing it to the church in colossae yeah. so anyways um he says he starts out and this is very important like with any book you always want to read the first you know verse or two because uh, you see what they're who's being addressed, but as well as in chapter two here, he says, "I want you to know how much I've agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea." Um, so he's mentioning another church that he he works with, and for many other believers who have never met me personally. Um, and so, but verse two it stuck out to me. He says, "I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love." So, what is it that bonds us all together in the church, the body of believers, the people that believe in Christ? What is it that knits us all together? And no matter what, even though we all have our differences. As Paul says, it's love that ties us together. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be knit together by these strong ties of love. So I think in the time of uh, denominations, uh, you know, we can all have our own views on that. But um, in this world where everything is, so everybody's so opinionated Mm -hmm. and everybody is so, is there a word for groups (laughs) of? Everybody's in their own groups. Very cliquish society is. And if, especially in the Christian culture.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, you know. Baptist, Catholic, Pentecostal, you know, right, all
0: the, right. Uh, other ones. And for whatever reason, there's this connotation that if mm-hmm. you're not in the same denomination as me, then you're going to hell. You yeah. Know? Hail. um, uh, hail, uh, I, I always say Hallelujah. Of, when, well, okay. So when I, when I hear you're going to hell, I think of, uh, street preachers. And I always think of independent fundament fundamentalist Baptist not not all ifbs are bad but that's just yeah. what i think of and so that's why i add the very southern you're going to hail yeah yeah um but anyways so but uh yeah so we're supposed to be knit together by love and mm-hmm. we need to remember that our, our christian faith <laughs> yeah. ties us all together like we, we're we all united in christ mm-hmm. not in our denomination it's
1: well i say i, I say it's a little loosely like people have different convictions yeah so like yeah you know, you're, I'm not going to judge you because you have a conviction about something and yeah. I don't have a conviction about something like, right. so just because someone's not the same denomination doesn't mean they don't believe in what you believe in. Mm-hmm. They just have, I guess, different discernment a little bit,
0: a little bit. The whole yeah. thing is kind of confusing. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's just different interpretations on certain scriptures. At
1: the end of the day, God knows their heart. God knows Indeed. their intentions. Indeed. Like, you know.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. So and then right after that, he goes in and I thought this was really intriguing, says God's mysterious plan. This is going to be verse two still God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. Um, So he says, I want you to understand God's mysterious plan. And it's interesting because he calls it mysterious because in the Old Testament, nobody of the Old Testament knew what God's plan was. That was Christ. Right. They just knew of the coming Messiah. Um, And he's going to talk a little bit more about this in a minute. So I'm not going to spoil it. But um, what are your thoughts on uh, one through four Verses one through four?
1: I like it. I like that he mentions that we have to be close knit, cl- mm. close knit, close knit. Um, especially nowadays, I think a lot of Christians need to read that. Like mm-hmm. we are a team. We're we're a family. We're a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a sisterhood. We're, we're a family in Christ. And yeah. I feel like that's forgotten a lot of times. Like mm-hmm. just because like the denomination thing, or that somebody disagrees with something in the church, mm-hmm. then it's a whole out war and everything. But like right. people forget that. We're all serving the same God and we all love the same God. And that right. same God loves every single one of us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So be more close knit, love, yeah. love, 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 one another,
0: let love ties together.
1: Yes. Th- yeah. Don't be toxic in the church, mm. forgive somebody yeah. like that's something I've been, yeah. I read about earlier, I, don't remember. I was reading a bunch day, man, <laughs> but yeah, it's actually in the next chapter, but forgive somebody, you yeah. know, forgive somebody the wrongdoings. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because we talk about denominations and in verse four, he says, I'm telling you this so that no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments.
1: I, I like this next one, four through five. I really like it because yeah. it's very equivalent today.
0: Mm-hmm, it is. And, you know, the reason he's writing about this and, um, and I'm trying to think historical and historical timing and Gnosticism was very popular amongst Christians, which is the sense that, uh, if you don't know what Gnosticism is, it's, it's basically, uh, a group of people that claim to be Bible believers that mm-hmm. teach heresies, for, for lack of better terms. And so like, they'll, uh, they, they didn't, they don't believe that Jesus is God, some of them believe that God is actually Satan. Um, and so really? yeah, and, and so anyways, they definitely twist scripture. Um, and so that's why they're defined as heretics. Um, and so anyways, but they would have well crafted supposedly arguments. Um, and so I mean, we, we encounter these people today, like there's popular people on TikTok, yeah. very popular people on TikTok. Yeah. that follow Gnostic beliefs. Um, and so again, they, they follow outlined or very told department.
1: Lazarus to come out
0: Oh my goodness! Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that that's gnostic, but that's definitely wrong.
1: <laughs> the way um, he said it kind of was, and like, I, right? I, I mean, mean, he's definitely he
0: was definitely different. twisting scripture. That's so. a whole different. Gnostic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Reverend Brandon Robertson. Yeah, yeah. What check a, him out. Don't, 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 We are not going to recommend uh, false. No,
1: teams, he's it's.
0: No, I'm he very did hesitant. He admitted it too. Yeah, he did. Um, I'm ve- like, he admitted that he or he admitted that he twisted it. Um, I'm trying to remember the video exactly, but like, he was like, he's contradicted himself uh, yeah, so many uh,
1: times. Yeah.
0: But anyways, um, I don't want to talk bad about the guy, but, uh, he's definitely a false teacher. And Pray I, I, I don't say, I don't use that term lightly either. I'm very particular about when I, I throw that term around.
1: It's crazy. Like you see in the comments too, people mm-hmm. are like, Oh, you're such an amazing preacher. Like, no, he's like, it's better. Like if you read the full context of the scripture, mm-hmm. you would understand what that scripture is.
0: Yeah. You know, he followed me on Yol. Yeah. And I followed him back so that I could message him. And, uh, and so yeah. I mess I messaged him. And in private, I was like, Hey, dude, I, I want to, you know, talk to you more. And he didn't, he didn't respond.
1: Probably so, not. Because yeah. he, I don't
0: mind. Yeah. But anyways, so um, then what what I found is so going back to Colossians chapter two. So verse seven, y'all might have heard me use this analogy recently about being rooted in Christ and how uh, my analogy goes something like this. If we're rooted in Christ, then when the storm comes over, our tree won't fall because, yeah. of course, a root is what holds. That the
1: tree was my in. very first sermon.
0: Was it? Nice. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've been saying it a lot of the last couple of months. And this is kind of where it stems from. In verse 70 it says, let your roots grow down into him, him being Christ, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. So when we're rooted in Christ, this kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about yesterday um, about being like teaching from an overflow of our personal studies, yeah. and it says, "And you will overflow with thankfulness." So when we're rooted in Christ, we will begin to overflow um, in spiritualness. Just kind of say my own words there, but um, and then going back to the idea of uh, don't let people, you know, deceive you with woke. Oh yeah, thoughts. I love this one. Um, he says, "Don't let anyone capture you, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense." Y'all ever hear people that just sound smart, but it's, it's a load of crap.
1: Yeah. Let me, let me read mine. I kind of like how mine at least said it. So it says, be careful that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty to see based on Mm -hmm. human tradition, based on elements of the world rather than Christ. Mm. So tell me, Jared, Mm -hmm. how many times do you see these random philosophies on TikTok saying, oh, the crystals are real, you know, like that stuff and like the human tradition,
0: and, and on top of that like mine says human thinking mm-hmm. uh which i'm reading nlt which is a, yeah. a thought for thought it's not word for word you're reading csb csb that's slightly more word for word i'm pretty sure um and so when it says like human thinking i think of a lot of uh atheist arguments um uh, because it's it's like hey prove to me that god is real mm-hmm. um but of course you can't use the Bible, which i wouldn't use the Bible to prove that god is to an atheist anyways but um philosophy is very human thought driven that's just how that's just the mm-hmm. nature of, of philosophy and so i, I found it funny it says don't let people capture it into philosophy yeah. and high sounding nonsense in fact so i was reading this chapter on live i don't know if i told you this or not uh before he came over um and then i was like highlighting stuff as i was going and and somebody commented oh of course the bible tells you not to listen to reason i said that's not what it said that's, that's yeah, yeah exactly. I, I said it i said uh it does it's not condemning critical thinking in fact it's just telling you not to listen to stupid people is all it's saying <laughs> Uh, they're stupid arguments yeah and so but uh, then it says in verse nine he kind of repeats what he said in the last chapter which if you remember it's it's right after verse fifteen somewhere between like fifteen and eighteen but it says as it says here again in two nine for in Christ was all the fullness of God in a human body so the fullness of God dwells within Christ mm-hmm. um, and so that just goes more towards the deity of Christ if you I, I really don't understand how people deny Jesus being God
1: yeah.
0: When, like, do when I read through the New Testament in the one day on the live that one day, I was just like, I was thinking, because I've been in a lot of, like, I don't want to call them debates, but basically yeah. conversations with people about Torah observancy, uh, that movement, as well as uh, Jesus being God. And so while I was reading through it, I was trying to think about those two things. Like, what is, what's it saying, you know, in the wholeness or whatever, like, what other verses could I use in support of my, my uh, or in uh, against my my uh, position too, mm-hmm. and um, and so after finishing it, I reached the two conclusions, and I made a video about it. I was like, after reading through the entire New Testament a day, I can assure you that there is no way that Jesus is not God. So Jesus is God, and uh, the Torah observancy movement is whack <laughs> um, because the the Mosaic Law has been fulfilled um and so anyways I, I just don't i really think that people that hold those two positions just don't read scripture and they just get their theology from what they see on on tiktok or youtube and stuff um but that's just me i, I make, i'm probably making an assumption but i think it's a correct assumption <laughs> um so then right after that verse 11 he says, when you came to Christ, you were circumcised. So we kind of made a video about this uh, on the baptism video about a week or two ago. So I'm not going to dive deep into it. But when you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. I'm going to skip to verse 13 because it, it's it's correlated. But it says, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. So what he's saying is, is um, this spiritual circumcision is when our sinful nature is cut away. That's basically the conclusion we've made. Uh, And I'm going to go back to verse 12. And it says, for you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God. And so when people get baptized, you'll hear that that's what it symbolizes. When we go down, we're going down dead in our sins. And then we're being resurrected, being raised back to life in Christ. Um, And so it's, it's a beautiful imagery that's presented here in both Colossians 2, but also physically when we see people get baptized. And this is part of the reason why we rejoice when people are baptized because of what's happening. Um, not that baptism saves, but you know, it's just the, yeah. um, the fact that the re- removal of that, that sinful nature
1: uh, yeah.
0: is incredible.
1: So before we get into the next verses here, Jared, that looks, your outfit looks very comfy.
0: Thank you. Yeah. But
1: you know what would be really comfy? What's that? A Yolk Christian podcast t-shirt.
0: Oh, you're right. I'm not wearing my Yolk shirt.
1: But I'm just saying, like, Jared's in a robe. Jared, how comfy right. is the robe?
0: It's very comfortable.
1: How comfy is a Yolt t-shirt?
0: It's very comfortable. Not as comfortable as a robe, not going to lie, but it's, no, it's it's
1: comfortable. But you know what's cool? <laughs> you know, you look, you look weird wearing a robe out in public. Oh, yeah. But that... a robe is comfy. Yeah. So you want a comfy shirt. That's true. That is a Christian t-shirt. That's true. That's a very fair price. It's a great Christian conversation starter.
0: That's true. We want to glorify God in all that we do.
1: Check it out on the Old Christian Podcast website. And check it's, out the book Drawing Near on Spotify. You know what we
0: need to do? Oh, Drawing Near, by the way, is if you're watching the video, shebang right here. You see that beautiful cover, by the way?
1: Uh, yeah. Man, Codis Rawlings is great at that. Yeah,
0: that guy. Uh, he gets on my nerves sometimes.
1: Yeah, but, me too. Um,
0: Trust me. <laughs> so. uh deprecating thoughts. There we go. So plug. Yeah. But no, it's a, I was talking about it on the live earlier because nice. I do plug my own book. Sometimes y'all. I'm, play, I'm thinking about um,
1: making a book. I just stuttered through all of that. But no. sense. So like I was in the shower and I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of really want to do this. I want to pretty much break down my faith to the very start and why I believe what I believe mm. through logic, emotion, mm. science. Like, I don't know. Oh, I just like, kind of like my senior paper. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. just like dive deep why do I believe what I believe? Yeah.
0: That'd be good to I document. That
1: would be kind of cool. Yeah. Like yeah. it wouldn't be a book. It's just kind of like a documented, document, document mit, it's, it's just documentative, documentative thing. But I thought that'd be kind of cool and kind of neat to say like, yeah. why do you believe what you believe? Why that'd do my book?
0: You believe because of your book? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I believe because of what I wrote in my book. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, yeah. And that that's kind of similar to like my chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's what, kind of like what I did like in my, basically. So I wrote this book because of where I was at a few years ago and, and my faith. And, um, I was at a make or break moment. And I say a few years ago now, it's, I guess, about four years ago, but anyways, um, you that
1: book four years ago.
0: No, no, no. Oh, okay. So I what, say, what I write. Man, about, it
1: took you forever. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, what I wrote about in the book, no, writing the book only took me six or seven months. Yeah. Um, and so a part of that journey of growing closer to God, drawing near as the, it's named, um, details the apologetic side of it why did i come to the faith and it wasn't through emotion it was very much so through reason um because i was full of doubt and and so i had to do away with that so i drew near and uh so anyways that's my chapter 12.
1: isn't it crazy that you're an author how does that feel
0: uh it's pretty cool at first now it's no different i feel the same you Um,
1: each have a title like when i first made the podcast i was like oh yeah i I do a podcast and clothing brand like you can say i'm an author
0: I guess I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't throw it around. Um, I guess I could.
1: That's something you could be goodfully prideful about.
0: Maybe I, f- I feel like uh, whenever I talk about it, because I do talk about it sometimes, like even on lives, like I feel weird talking about it. Like, I feel like I'm bragging on myself.
1: Understandable. Yeah,
0: so I just don't like to talk about it. But at the same time, it's like, I want pe- Like I do believe, I mean, I wrote it, but I really do believe in what like, I write about. Yeah. Um, and I'm like 10 for 10 on people that, when they read it, they love it. On people that actually finish the book. Let me say that. <laughs>
1: Dude, I I pretty much did. I just didn't read the last two chapters.
0: Those are the easiest chapters.
1: Well, I pretty much know 12 because I wrote it.
0: I did not use your paper at all. (laughs) I know you sent it to me. You didn't? No. I didn't. I didn't use your paper at all. I'm sorry.
1: stupid because there's a lot of
0: good stuff. There was a lot of stuff in it. I I read, like, the first, like, two pages.
1: That's
0: it? Well, that's not even... I mean, I read it before when I was helping you with it, but, like, when when referencing the... I got an A plus on that thing. Did you nice?
1: That's that's pretty. It was pretty hard to do. Yeah, yeah it was like, long. It was
0: long. It was like it ten was 12 12 pages. Right? In the class. Was it? It's
1: like 13, 14. Yeah. Oh okay, yeah. Because like everyone just did the bare minimum of like right. six pages. Right. I was like, no, no. Yep. I'm proving my point.
0: There, were, I, I do remember there being some very solid points in there. But... My teacher was
1: like, "Oh, it made me cry." <laughs> it's like that wasn't the point, but good. <laughs> that's funny.
0: Yeah. No. So the reason I didn't want to use your paper because that told your story and like what you learned and just use the scientific stuff. I know, but I want to use the scientific stuff that drove me to my, my belief, my faith. Mm, Um, and so I, I, I used the stuff that I, I I should just
1: upload my paper to online.
0: So basically when you go to write the book, you just basically copy paste it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: 13 page book. Yeah.
0: That'll work. That's funny. No. Um, anyway. Yeah. So going back to college chapter two. Yes. Um, and so 14, you want to talk about it? Yeah. So,
1: um, let me just read it. So, pretty much we were talking about how God forgave us and everything and all that stuff. So, verse 14, we're starting there. It says, he erased the certificate of debt with its obligations. So, when when we mm-hmm. sin, it, it, I guess, how, how do I want to say it? So, pretty much, sin is like a debt in a way. Jared, I sure. don't know how to explain it right now. Mentally, you want to just do it for me? Yeah, I got I'm you. I'm shot right now.
0: So, I mean, we're all sinful. We all have sin. Yeah. We know in Romans 3, 23, it says, for the way of sin is death, right? Yeah. Um, or is that, that's Romans 6.23, sorry. What'd you say? Uh, Romans 6.23 is the way to sin is death. And then Romans 3.23 is that all have sinned before yeah. the of God. So we've all sinned. Um, and so what it's talking about here in verse 14 is it says, you cancel the charges against us by nailing it to the cross. So mm-hmm. when Christ died, all of our sins, the punishment of our sins, was nailed to that cross with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I talk about whenever I talk about First John chapter 1, um, when it says that for those who uh who are in the light, all their sins have been forgiven because our sins have been forgiven because it was crucified with Christ on that cross. Um, And so that's what it's, that's what it's saying there.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. So, uh, moving on, but, uh, verse 16, it says, uh, he kind of changes his thought process Mm -hmm. here. And so it says, don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. Yeah, uh, I like this one. Uh-huh. So do we, are we required as Christians to follow the Sabbath? Not anymore. Not anymore. Nope. Um, not by law, at least. Now, would it be wise to to have a rest day? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, it, that's why it says don't let anybody condemn you, because at this time there's a lots of uh, people that were converting from Judaism. Lots of Jews are saying you must follow the Sabbath because it's, uh, it's Moses' law.
1: It kind of goes back to mm-hmm. verse uh, 8 a little bit. Right? Well, sort of, where it says like uh oh never mind that's a completely different verse never mind i'm thinking of a whole different verse there never mind
0: no i mean it does parallel when he's saying like don't let people do this to you um he's saying here don't let people do this to you so yeah he's in the same frame of thought um trying to make sure that they're not misled um and so but yeah so we aren't required to follow sabbaths we aren't required to celebrate certain holy days uh there was how many holy days were there in the old testament was it seven um like seven uh, holidays, day is a holy day. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I forget I'm, I'm uneducated on, on that side of things. Um, but, uh, yeah. So he says, don't let people condemn you for that because you've mm-hmm. been set free through what we just talked about, how it's, Christ is.
1: it's kind of like following with, uh, like what we said kind of before, like the, we, we all have different convictions. So right. like, just because someone else has a different conviction, don't be like, Hey, your conviction's wrong.
0: Right, right. You know? I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're convicted to like, like, man, the Holy Spirit's really pulling me to follow mm-hmm. Sabbath to do it. Yeah. Um, and that's what Romans 14 says. Um, but I really like what he said. Following that verse he says verse 17 for these rules, that is uh, the laws that he's referring to mosaic law, because that's what talks about the Sabbaths and following the holiday stuff for these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And so what he's saying here is that the old Testament essentially, um, more or less, the Old Testament is a foreshadowing what is Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when Christ comes, he is that reality. As it says in verse 17, it says in Christ himself is that reality. So when Christ came, he fulfilled what was the shadow. And now it is him. Um, if that makes sense, if you all follow, um, it's basically, it's, he says it's the shadows, but it's, he's saying it's the foreshadowing. Because when we look at Galatians chapter three, it actually says that the law was the guardian um, to protect us. Uh, what was it? from our from ourselves right and then i could be wrong there but anyways it's, it's a guardian hold, uh but it's only supposed to guard us until christ came uh, is essentially what it gets at, and so that's galatians chapter three we, have, we haven't gone through the book of galatians yet have we oh i love that book okay uh that'll have to be the next book i love that book um so galatians three is solid um i don't remember where i was going with that so i'm just gonna keep going but verse 18 don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels oh Uh, Oh, uh, oh. saying that they have had visions about these things. So when people say, oh, yeah, I uh, an angel told me this, he's saying, don't let anybody condemn you by their own personal revelation, Mm -hmm. Um, which, by the way, if and I'm I'm, long shot, okay, if an angel does speak to you, it's not going to tell you something different than what the Bible tells you at Muslims, (laughs) Um, because let's just be honest. In Islam, they had a, the Angel Gabriel, which is a, uh, the Angel Gabriel, came and spoke to Muhammad um, and gave revelation from supposedly God or Allah. Yo,
1: everybody else is wrong, dude. I think you should follow this. Is that what he said? Or?
0: No, not entirely. Um, I mean, there's some things that Islam teaches that parallels to the Bible. I mean, absolutely, um, but but there's there's definitely things that contradict the Bible, um, mm-hmm. like uh, how you should treat infidels. And I think it's uh, Surah nine five. It says to kill kill the infidels um granted there's always the argument of oh that's taken out of context but i mean it's oh yeah i mean that's the what's interesting though about islam though is like when you read the quran every single verse is capable of uh in in their theology of like context doesn't matter in islam by the way so what is said before and after doesn't matter. It's what the verse says. And so when you, yeah, so like that's why when they, they when they try to pick apart the Bible, they're like, oh, but the verse says this. It doesn't matter what the context says. That's why because in their theology, they're trained mm-hmm. to only look at the singular verse. And so one verse, even though it's in this whole chapter, uh, could uh, in their theology take place in a different chapter, uh, in like a uh, chronologically. It's, it's interesting. That's a
1: big red flag there. Well,
0: uh, uh, it's interesting. Um, and so they've done that because um, what's it called? It's a uh, I forget. Um, it's called the Doctrine of Abrogation is what it is. And so it's a, a theological principle that a verse that occurs later chronologically cancels out the verse prior to it chronologically, but not necessarily in the order of the, like if it's a, if it's in Surah one and Surah three, um, if uh, even though one numerically is first uh, in life events, chronologically, they say that three could technically occur before one. So it's just like, uh, I mean, the Bible does this too, at times. Um, So like, for example, uh, you talked about Zephaniah earlier, that was written well before Jesus, but it's technically taking place at the end of time, it's, it's apocalyptic. Um, And so similarly, uh, the Quran does that, uh, as with apocalypse stuff, but also, um, like things are out of order. But anyways, like, I mean, Bible does it too, with like, um, like the the books of history. And uh, anyways, so it's not the it's not the issue or there's not an issue with the out of order aspect. The issue I have is taking things out of context because I think the context I like, go so anyways I'm not gonna go on a whole Islam rant but um yeah but anyways i I could keep keep talking about it for a while um so yeah, don't let anyone condemn you oh let me last thing this is where I was going with this so it says don't let anyone uh condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels in Galatians 1 eight it says to be weary of false gospels spread to you by angels um, that's a paraphrase but I found it very interesting given the fact that uh, Muhammad was given a revelation while he's alone in a cave from an angel uh, supposedly those claiming is to be a, uh, angel Gabriel um, and uh I don't know I just I just find it very interesting like the the first thing about Islam that comes to my mind about um that contradicts the Bible like blatantly. And there's a ton of stuff about like Jesus and stuff, but like uh, it, the Quran teaches repetitive prayer. Um, and Jesus taught us against repetitive prayer in Matthew six. He says, don't, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? Um, thought don't
1: babble like the Babylonians.
0: Uh, yeah. Don't babble like the, the Gentiles do or Babylon's paintings, whatever. Um, and then, but it also says to uh, now I'm thinking about that verse. You just quoted. Um, oh. What was I saying? Something. Oh, don't, uh, says, don't, uh, say, uh, thoughtless prayers yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So it's just saying, don't pray repetitiously because then it becomes thoughtless. And when, it, when there's a, a prayer, you that...
1: just re- did you send me something about that? Not too long ago. Uh, maybe I, 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 like I, I just read something
0: about that. Oh yeah, we did. We did. Um, withdrew on Sunday night. We talked about Matthew six. Mm, okay. Um, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, right, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, we're not supposed to like when we pray something so much that mm-hmm. we can say it thoughtlessly. Jesus yeah. warns us against that, and so Muslims do that, Catholics do yeah. that, um, lots of Christians. So do that. when you guys are praying for your meal mm. before you eat, ooh, I'm guilty.
1: Don't just say, you know, God, thank you for this food, let this nourish our body and everything you do, everything mm-hmm. Amen. You yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah, you need nah, to think about that. Add it. some spice, but like, Yo, what's up, God? I love you, buddy. Thank you for yeah. everything you're doing. You know, like, yeah, be thoughtful, like, and yeah. intentional with it. Yeah. yeah. Don't just, you Um, know, think of this video, amen. Yeah. And then you can swallow because, you know, you were chewing during it and everything. Right.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we we, yeah, we know how it is. Yeah, it happens. Uh, And then in that same verse, it's talking about, again, don't let people condemn you for like the visions that they say that they've had or about these things. Um, So there's a lot of people. I mean, we see on TikTok, we see in real life too. people say that they have these prophecies or like Mm -hmm. they're going to prophesy something. Um, What the Lord tells them in their personal walk. Does not, if, as long as it's not specifically found in the Bible, like their personal conviction is not, go, they should not force their conviction on you is what I'm trying yeah. to say. And so what they are prophesying most of the time only applies to them, um, unless it's like explicitly stated in the Bible. So uh, that's why Protestants have a very uh, centralized view of scripture, because that's what matters. It's it's their sole authority. Uh, that's Anyways, uh, I could go into theology there. But anyways, going into it, verse 20, we're almost done. We're wrapping it up. So he says you have died with christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world so when we believe in christ we are crucifying our flesh and that's what he's going back to what he talked about earlier about like when we're baptized we're gonna um where our our flesh is cut away or our sinful nature has been been cut away it says you've died with christ and he has set you free from spiritual powers of this world because when our spiritual uh nature our sinful nature sorry when our sinful nature has been cut away we aren't of this world anymore Uh, We've become a new creature, and so the the spiritual powers of this world don't don't affect us. And you know, in Second Corinthians chapter four, I think it's verse four, it says that Satan is the god of this world, and so um, he has no power over us because we've been, you know, we're we're believers, and I've resulted believing, we've baptized. Um, And so, verse twenty-three. This is my final thought, and I'll let you uh, jump into whatever you want to jump into. But he says these rules may seem wise. He's talking about the the things that the Pharisees would be teaching these Mm -hmm. these human rules, uh, Mosaic law at times. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. So you you can be as spiritual as you want to be, you can fast as much as you want to be, or as much as you want to, but it will not help in conquering a person's evil desires. You know what will help conquer a person's evil desires? What Paul says, by believing in Christ and shedding that sinful nature. That is the only thing that will help us Conquer evil
1: Could you imagine like you're just sitting in the church At you know whatever time period this is And then they're like oh guys we got a letter from Paul And then like all these right. people Are like wow Like, yeah. Cause like Paul knew what was up He cool. was he, he clearly wrote them this for a reason mm-hmm. So like I just wish I could have like Seen their reactions when like The church was reading this Cause I imagine they yeah. got the whole congregation And was like hey he wrote a letter for us
0: you think they just, like, basically like how pastors do now? Well, they go up on stage or wherever they're at, and they just, like, read. I wonder if they did that with a the letter. They do that? I, so, some churches do. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess most modern churches don't. But very Bible-based churches do, like, they just go up and read
1: <laughs> I was thinking stuff like a soapbox. He just stood up there and said, hear that, hear that
0: yeah that's what that's what i'm saying i kind of imagine that like like we've got a letter from paul we got a letter from paul everybody go to the church or the synagogue whatever yeah and uh and so they or go to people's house because i guess that's what the new testament church was was people's Mm -hmm. houses and uh yeah like you're ye hear ye yeah (laughs) yeah makes sense paul an apostle of jesus christ yeah exactly Um, um
1: but yeah
0: but yeah that that is colossians chapter two
1: it gets good. The next two chapters are banger.
0: It is. Uh, even though you're listening to this, I know you're probably listening to this while you're driving or something mm-hmm. like that. Highly recommend that whenever you can, you get into the word. Um, this is definitely a supplement to the word because we go through this, you know, so that while you're driving, like if you're a busy person, like I get mm-hmm. that. Um, you can listen to it, but um, it's a supplement. It could never replace. Okay. So the Bible that is so. Uh, you can listen to us all you want, but th- we are not scripture. We are not God's word.
1: Yeah, uh, we're just two dudes.
0: And just two dudes talking about God's yeah. word. So we want you to go and read it yourself because it is, uh, it can't. It's, it's irreplaceable. So yeah. Um, any last thoughts, Curtis?
1: I don't have any. No. All right. It's a good chapter. Kind of yeah, straightforward. Most I'm
0: yeah, It is.
1: Excited for the next two though.
0: Yeah. We uh we got you know got a little sidetracked a few different times, but that's the way I like it. So
1: yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the, it all, there's a good point. Yeah. to be made with it so yeah we don't just rambled like the babylonians for no reason you know?
0: right right, right.
1: <laughs> i love that babylonians so fun babylonians
0: babylonians babylobe bababoobe
1: Bab-a- no
0: bababooey there you go bababooey what is that from <laughs> i don't know
1: bababooey I, I don't know it's a tiktok thing
0: it is anyways so uh codice you want to praise out
1: no, because I do it every time. Oh, okay. You're going right. to do it now this time. Okay.
0: All right. Father, thank you for the opportunity of faith that you've given us and for the opportunity to grow closer to you. And uh, I want to thank you for the people that are listening to this podcast. And I pray that uh, your word through us is able or has been able to uh, impact them in some way. God, thank you for sending your son to die on the cross because when he was crucified, God, our sins were crucified with him. So thank you for sacrificing your son for that, uh, loving us enough to, to die for us. Um, God, I, uh, I want to pray for the people that might be driving or listening or even Codis uh, and I in this room. God, I pray that uh, you give us the strength to do your will and that you help us to glorify you in all that we do. Uh, God, I hope that our hearts are aligned. And if we have hardened hearts, God, I pray that you soften it because uh, we know that you have the power to harden and soften hearts, God. So I pray that you soften our hearts so that we can follow your will and accomplish uh, your will for our lives, because that's ultimately what matters, not your will. Uh, Sorry, not my will, but your will be done, God. And in all these things we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.
0: All right. Well, again, uh, thanks for listening. I love you. Codis loves you. Most importantly, God loves you. Godspeed.